All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Happy Saturday. We got a good show for you. We're going to pick up where we left off on yesterday's show, that big scoop we got on the documents, the pseudonym emails of Joe Biden, robinware456 at gmail.com, where President Biden, as vice president, was conducting government business on a private email in contravention of the federal recommendations, where he was looping in his family into official White House discussions with his senior staff, where he was making or sharing Scurrilous stories about Barack Obama and his ego with Tony Blinken, one day to be his secretary of state. Those documents were pretty powerful, and they establish or continue to build out a pattern of Joe Biden simply not complying with the rules, the regulations, the best practices, the honest practices that Americans thought they got when they voted for him in 2020. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into that story. And we've got some pretty extraordinary guests. First up is my good friend, Kimberly Herman. She's the executive director of the Southeastern Legal Foundation. That's a public interest law firm that Just the News uses regularly to try to fight for Freedom of Information Act lawsuits and information so that you can become more informed as the readers and listeners and viewers of the Just the News franchise. And we engaged the Southeastern Legal Foundation and Kim on this project. She filed the lawsuit that resulted in this first dump, or there's going to be many, many dumps of documents from Joe Biden's pseudonym emails. These are all big stuff, very important stuff, where she's going to describe what has happened, what's going on, why the National Archives, she believes, is producing records too slowly, what we're going to do to try to speed that up, and how concerned should we be that the National Archives is trying to redact entire documents in its possession so that the public can't see what Joe and Hunter and James and others were doing at the White House and on this private email account that was a source of official business for Joe Biden. So at the top of the show, Kimberly Herman's going to kick us off. In the middle of it, we're going to get some pretty powerful reaction from Senator Ron Johnson, who's going to talk about a lot of the other stuff too, right? He's going to talk about the border deal, the budget, Mitch McConnell, But in the second block of the show, Ron Johnson, who knows more about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, than almost any member of Congress, he ran the original investigation with Chuck Grassley on those documents. But 
He'll weigh in on that, and then we'll finish up the day with former Congressman Doug Collins, who has a lot to say about how much Republicans in the Marble Asylum in the House and the Senate have let their voters in the American public down. Doug Collins doesn't mince words. He's going to get right to the bottom of the flips and flubs and missteps and failed delivery of promises that the Republican Party in Congress has really made its hallmark in this 2023-2024 session of the U.S. Congress. What a great show. Uh, We're really looking forward to it. We're going to take a quick commercial break in a second. We'll come back and, of course, kick the show off with Kimberly Herman. Explosive new documents, explosive new revelations. We're really excited about it. But before we do that, I want to give everybody a big shout out. As you know, and this is true, there's a, in this era of cybercrime, there is a new type of theft going on. Yep. And a lot of people don't know it. But your home can be stolen right from under you. Someone could take the title, get it online, flip it to them, then start taking loans out and stealing your equity. It's called home title theft. And because of the fact that so many titles to our homes are easily found online now, criminals are making this a more frequent form of abuse. And many people wake up one day realizing, wait, my home's not in my name anymore. And someone just took out an expensive five, six, seven, eight percent loan. How'd that happen? Well, don't ever leave yourself in that predicament. Why? My good friends at Home Title Lock have the premier detection technology and it protects your home's title. They can detect a activity the instance it happens or even something suspicious. And they begin to mobilize with law enforcement and the banks to make sure you don't become a victim. Now, you can find out for free how Home Title Lock works. It's a tremendous product. I highly recommend it. You can use my code, Just News at sign up and you'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free of charge. You don't get anything free anymore in America, especially in the Biden economy. So take advantage of this. How are you going to do it? Go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check them out today. They're great folks. We're going to have them on the show to do some more education about just how easy it is to steal a home title today and how you can protect yourself. But in the meantime, go get that free assessment and 30 days free from their legendary protection. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. All right, we'll be back in a few seconds with Kim Herman from the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Two blocks of conversation about the pseudonym emails and why they're important to impeachment, to the integrity, and to the voters trying to decide whether Joe Biden delivered the type of Joe Biden he promised in 2020. We'll have all that after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit 
is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Kimberly Herman, she's the executive director of the Southeastern Legal Foundation, the group that filed the lawsuit that forced these first emails into the public last night here on Just the News. Kimberly, great to have you back on the show. Great to be with you guys. Uh, these are some, I know it's only 60 emails out of God knows going to be thousands of emails before we're done, certainly hundreds. Uh, but uh, were you surprised that right out of the bat that we got some pretty clear evidence Joe Biden was using private email for official White House business? I don't know if I would say surprised because we certainly anticipated that he was using um, several pseudonym emails to conduct government business. That's why we originally um, sent this FOIA request, our first one in 2021, following it up um, in the summer of 2022, which is the one that we sued on. And so we anticipated these, but a few things did surprise us, including some of the redactions yep. um, and the complete withholding of information that is within these emails that we put out. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and Kimberly, I'm I'm curious about the nature of these redactions because this isn't this isn't a law enforcement memo. It's not an intelligence community directive, so it's not like the redactions would be for the purpose of concealing um, methods and sources. So I, I think at least one of the options that could be a reason for the redaction is that it contains national security information. Is that something you could reasonably glean? That is possibly one of the um, reasons why they are uh, exempting or redacting some of this information. For some of the documents, interestingly, um, they have basically retracted them. So even though NARA has them and they're in the presidential and the vice presidential record, they're now saying, oops, they shouldn't be there. But on those emails are government officials and Joe Biden's sons um, and other family members. And so it really, really raises the question as to what's behind this. And we're going to ask the judge to review these in camera, and we hope that she does, to actually determine whether or not these claims of exemption are legitimate, um, or if, you know, if not, what are they trying to hide here? 
Yeah, that mm -hmm. is, I think that is the question. What are they trying to hide? Another very important question, if I, if I read the court documents correctly, NARA wants, the National Archives wants to take two to three years to produce these documents, which would take us well beyond the next job interview for the 2024 election. Uh, what are you guys doing? I know you're working hard to try to change that timetable. Tell us about the timetable and what could be potentially done about it. Yeah, so the original timetable was actually 10 years, um, and they said it was going to take them 10 years to review these records. Now, when I was in private practice, we would review a 1,000 documents minimum a day, um, so it certainly can be done. We limited our request. We went in and said, okay, fair enough. We'll narrow it to a degree, um, and now they're saying it's two to three years, and so uh, we have motions pending with the court. This is an in-process litigation, um, and we are just waiting to have some hearings with the judge, and then we'll see what she ultimately decides um, in terms of how fast NARA has to review these records, because there is no dispute now that these are of the utmost importance to the public. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Kimberly, I have no doubt that you and your organization move that fast, but never underestimate the incompetence of the federal government, because <laughs> they could be telling the truth that it would actually take 10 years. Um, I wanted to yeah. ask, you know, this is what they were willing to give you. Um, I, I don't want to make any predictions as far as how damning the other information could be. So I just want to focus on the people who are listed in these emails. Obviously, Hunter Biden is one of the recipients and senders in some of these email threads. But you mentioned government officials. How high up do the government officials go? I mean, in some of these emails, we have Tony Blinken, right? And so, um, and as John mentioned earlier, you know, he's discussing at his time the boss, you know, his boss, the president of the United States. Um, and so... Um, we believe that these emails go to some of the highest officials. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we ultimately see some classified or at least confidential um, information in these. Now, NARA has said that, that to the best of their knowledge, that doesn't exist. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't in there, right? I mean, if they're claiming there's personal emails in there that got mixed in, how do they not know that there's not confidential and classified information that got mixed in? Until they review these, they don't know. And to date, they've now reviewed less than 1% of the potentially responsive emails here. Um, and so until they do that, you know, it's anyone's guess. And the clock is really starting to tick on these because the public cannot make informed decisions unless they know what the then vice president was doing. Um, and if he put our national security at risk. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's such an important question. We got to get to the bottom of that for the American people. Kimberly, you, your group does so many amazing things in the public interest. So using litigation to serve the public uh, beyond these great FOIA lawsuits, which you've brought enormous to, uh, information to light the last couple of years. What are some of the other things you're working on that are impacting uh, the public's interest right now? Oh, wow. Thanks, John. Um, one of the things that we're really working on is trying to save America's schools. And so we have been diligently trying to train parents on their legal rights, working with groups like Moms for Liberty, putting out guidebooks, um, and filing lawsuits when parental rights um, are taken away, which we know sadly is happening all across the country. Yeah. Um, you know, doesn't matter what state you're in, it's happening everywhere. Uh, that's so important. Yeah. And, and, and that is one of the most amazing things I think your organization is doing. I know it's your organization's project, but it feels like my passion project, too, because I love directing parents to, to what you guys are doing. As far as some of the cases that we have seen across this country with respect to parental rights, with respect to what's happening in schools and parents are being concealed from that, what are some of the, those uh, instances that you're keeping an eye on? Yeah, one big thing that we're actually keeping an eye on right now is the parents' inability to even speak at school board meetings. 
Right. And so um, we frequently talk to parents that just want to go talk during public comment and ask questions about curriculum. They want to ask questions about district policy and they are banned from these meetings. Um, they can only talk about things that are on the agendas and then the agendas have no information on them. And so, you know, that's an issue that we're really looking at because it, it's a fundamental right that you should be able to go and petition your government, that you should be able to go and have free speech. Um, and so it might seem like a little minute detail uh, to some if they're not parents, but going to be able to speak, whether it's a city council meeting or a you know county commission meeting, it's no different here. We have to be able to go talk to our school districts to make change. Yeah, that's true. I, we got about 30 seconds left, Kimberly. I just want to say uh, this F idea of free speech, we now see that it was being infringed by the FBI in some cases, by uh, the State Department, by the Homeland Security Department. Uh, are you surprised at how pervasive uh, the disregard for the First Amendment has become in government? Um, I'm saddened by it, but unfortunately not surprised when we see a complete lack of rule of law right now. And um, we really have kind of two levels of um, enforcement going on, as we've seen this week. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Senator Ron Johnson, one of my favorite lawmakers to interview because you always get candor. You always get some scoopiness. He's going to weigh in on the pseudonym emails and so much more right after these messages. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor Advise Fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mic. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Welcome back, everybody. Over the last six months, we've seen some pretty substantial substantial leadership changes with Republicans. Of course, last October, the most obvious, a handful of Republicans in the House 
joined their colleagues across the aisle and ousted Republican Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And then earlier this week, we started hearing reports out of the RNC that Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel might be stepping down after South Carolina, although she's denied that. We'll have to wait and see on that. But could our 81-year-old Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell be next, especially after the implosion of that foreign aid deal? that we saw them go through. My goodness. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson from the great state of Wisconsin, I know that he's going to have a keen view on all of this. Senator, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, happy to be back. Hope you guys are doing well. We are. We are, sir. I, I, I wanted to ask you about, I mean, the last 48, 72 hours, we saw, you know, details of this bipartisan deal leaked out online. And I know that a lot of Republicans probably called their their senators and had something to say about it. But within... I mean, literally within 48 or 72 hours, we saw this deal. It's it's effectively, you know, has a cinder block attached to it at the bottom of the Potomac. What was the catalyst? Was it pushback from voters? How did we end up here? It was just an awful deal. And I am beyond frustrated. You know, when we first got wind of the supplemental, uh, the very effective point was being made that how can we help you know, spend money we don't have, you know, 60, 100 billion dollars plus helping other countries secure their borders when we have a completely open border here, a clear and present danger to this country. And so uh, very early on, I think uh, uh, Republican leadership realized if there's any chance of getting an aid package for Ukraine and Taiwan and even Israel, uh, we better make sure that we secure our own border. And our problem was, is you have a president and you have Democrats here in, in Congress who want an open border, who caused this problem. Uh, by the way, the president has the authority. Uh, president Trump used that authority to secure the border. Now, again, a lot of resistance from liberal groups, uh, some court decisions frustrated his effort, but he still secured the border under existing law. And then President Biden used his, his uh, executive authority to dismantle all those programs and open the border up. So the fact of the matter is we had Republicans negotiating in secret with Democrats and administration that weren't negotiating in good faith, that were basically looking for political cover. And so when they f we finally got to see the bill, I mean, it was such an awful bill. I mean, it's not that there weren't some good elements in it, but I mean, there were just poison pills that if we would have passed this thing, it would have been, f it would have done far more harm than good. And this never should have happened. I mean, this is a issue that the American people support the Republicans' position on. We want to secure the border. So I thought it, was, it should have been a pretty simple bill. Uh, what we had to do is force President Biden to use his executive authority. If, if there were things like court decisions that needed to be uh, overturned through, uh, you know, codifying some, some legal language, we would have done that for him. We didn't need a massive immigration bill that basically codified his open border. I mean, it was ridiculous what happened here. Yeah. And so there's, a, there's some new information coming out from Senator Chris Murphy, who says, hey, listen, this wasn't Langford doing this. Mitch McConnell wrote this bill and gave it to Langford. If that's true, what does it say about McConnell's directness and honesty with the American people? Well, or with this conference, what we what I've been so upset about is, you know, we had repeated conversations that this is a lawless president. Uh, he's got the executive authority. But, you know, what we need to do is we need to force him to use that. And so, you know, we, we were talking about, well, we need some uh, enforcement mechanism. I suggested let's tie the Ukraine funding, which is what Democrats want, to actually securing the border. We can set up metrics, thresholds that he has to meet, and we can meter out the funding for Ukraine. That had a lot of support within the conference, 
Uh, we were hoping that James and, and McConnell would certainly put that into negotiation. We found out later that McConnell told Langford it's not even on the table. Wow. Uh, Sinema confirmed that James never asked for it. So, again, to me, that was a real breach. McConnell, this was his doing. This was he, he was the mastermind of this debacle, this disaster of this uh, immigration bill that, again, once it actually was made public, it failed within hours. It, it didn't take 48 or 72 hours. This thing was dead as soon as it uh, hit the airwaves. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I feel like for a lot of us, you have to suspend logic to understand why this administration is so dead set on funding Ukraine. At the top of the block, you probably noticed I called it a foreign aid bill because it's not really about the border security. It was, you know, three times the amount of aid to Ukraine. But now it kind of seems like this administration is trying to strong arm Congress, saying that if you don't pass this bill, then they are going to reduce uh, detention facility capacity and deportations. How do you feel about that? Because it seems like there is this strength dynamic between this administration and Congress and, and Congress isn't winning. Well, first of all, they're, they're blackmailing us. But at the same time, I saw a report on another news network saying that uh, they're going to use executive authority to start cracking down on the border. You know, President Biden did send uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Secretary Marcus into Mexico. Uh, we're hearing reports. I mean, this year from the you know highs of December, 10,000 illegal migrants per day during December, over 300,000. Those numbers are way down. Uh, a lot of that has to do, based on reports, that Mexico is starting to throttle the migrant flow through Mexico. And there's a number of things they have done in the past that they could have done, but the Biden administration never asked them to do it or never put pressure on them like pre Trump did. So there's all kinds of things that President Biden can do to secure the border. And I also have to make this point. It is so much easier for a Democrat president to secure the border than a Republican. You know, a Republican president like Trump, he was, again, resisted by legal groups, taking him to court, challenging his every action. You know, Biden might have that, but he's got a re you know, Republicans here in Congress that would certainly help him, again, pass any legislation he needs to overcome court challenges. So it's so much easier for Biden to secure the border and for him to be lying to the American public that he's been asking for this authority since the days, you know, Get, got into office. No, since the day he got into office, he opened the border because that's what he wants. That's the honest to goodness truth. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. Sir, I want to turn to the story we broke at the top of the show, uh, and that is these new emails that have trickled out. We only got about 60 or 70 of them. They're only about a few hundred pages out of 89,000 pages of Joe Biden's pseudonym emails. But it's pretty clear that Joe Biden used at least a Gmail account, Robin Ware 456 at Gmail, to transact business with his top aides, including changing uh, drafts of speeches with them, uh, uh, final speeches with them, sending them articles uh, that were part of policy discussions that was ongoing with his staff. It's innocuous stuff. There's not any classified information in here yet. Uh, but I want to ask about the idea that Joe Biden was doing that and that sometimes when he was corresponding with top government officials, like his chief of staff, his national security advisor, he included Bo Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, his son, and James Biden in some of the communications. Your thoughts, because you know more about the Biden family than almost any member of Congress. Well, first of all, don't you just love the transparency in government? Yeah. You know, Senator Grass <laughs> and I were writing, writing the White House counsel about these pseudonyms he used years ago. That's right. And, and now the, the National Archives finally starts producing 60 out of 89,000 emails, and most of them seem to be uh, redacted. I mean, the, the, the contents are not provided for That's you. right. So you know, let's face it, the Obama administration and now the Biden administration, they were both lawless administrations. It is obvious 
that uh, number of uh, administration officials during the Obama years completely violated the uh, Federal Records Act with impunity. They, they couldn't care less. And they all knew it. I mean, these emails were flying. And we, we have emails uh, from private email accounts going right to President Obama. Right. So they, they knew they were violating this, but they just did it with impunity. It'll be really interesting to see how many uh, emails Vice President Biden sent once the Hillary Clinton email scandal broke where it was obvious that this was made public and this is a real problem for this, the Secretary of State at that point in time. Uh, we have the belief that there are an awful lot of emails coming from those those pseudonym accounts, private uh, uh, email accounts, after the Clinton email scandal broke. So again, just lawless. They, they do this with impunity because by and large, the media does not hold them accountable. So yeah. they, they know they can get away with it. Uh, that's true. Right, right. Well, and, and John said, you know, nothing classified yet. It almost seems like a limited hangout situation because, as you alluded to, they couldn't care less. They, the, the lawlessness and also the carelessness with with which Joe Biden maneuvered along with, with his son and, and whoever else in his circle. Um, if it is found that there are emails, if, if we squeeze this as hard as we can and we finally get some emails out that actually have substance in them and not just, you know, scheduling interviews and such, if there is something in it, or, or some things in it that are classified, that are sensitive to the national security of this country, what does that mean for Joe Biden? You probably get a slap on the hand like he's getting with the special counsel or special prosecutor, her. Uh, again, mm -hmm. if Democrats do it, it's okay. You know, it's an innocent mistake. Let's not hold him accountable. If a Republican <laughs> president does it, uh, they indict him and they put him on trial. So again, it's, it's not a level playing field. It's not a fair fight. Uh, this shows just the corruption of Democrat governance, it just shows the corruption of the deep state, uh, the, the multiple tiers of system of justice we have in this country. It's just a real shame. Yeah. Sir, you've done, I've got about a minute left. I, uh, you've done so much great work on the vaccine safety issue involving COVID-19 vaccines. We had a story earlier this week, a growing number of medical journals publishing peer-reviewed studies that are advocating for a, a temporary moratorium on these vaccines until we learn more. Just want to get your reaction to that idea. And do you think the scientific community is beginning to wake up to what you started flagging three years ago, often getting censored for it? Listen, this has been obvious that the current VAERS report shows 37,000 deaths worldwide uh, associated with the COVID-19 vaccine. 24.4% of those deaths occur on the day of vaccination or within two days. I mean, that is alarming. Uh, we, we have evidence of hot lots, and yet the federal health agencies continue to bury their head in the sand on this. They continue to advertise these vaccines. Uh, yes, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the, the medical journals are starting to come up with information, but... Uh, no, nobody's paying attention to it. No, 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 yeah. Nobody in power. Uh, this platform for mRNA, this is going to be such a profitable platform. They have so much invested in it. They're going to continue to cover up the real the damage being done by these, uh, what I would consider now very dangerous, very suspect uh, mRNA vaccines. All right, folks, one more good discussion to go. Have Republicans blown their chances with voters? Have they failed to deliver? Is their promises going to come back and haunt them because they're not delivering on cutting spending or closing the border. Doug Collins, former congressman from Georgia, former top Republican on the House Judiciary Committee. He's got some sharp words for his former colleagues in the House. I'll share those with us right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. 
Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, America. When he was on Capitol Hill, he was one of my favorite people to interview because you always got it straight. You didn't get the fluff. You didn't get the spin. You got the facts. Now he's got, I think, one of the most important podcasts in the country. Uh, and I'm certain he's going to give us the real call today on what happened on Capitol Hill. Joining us right now, former Georgia Congressman Doug Collins. Congressman, good to have you on, sir. Hey, y'all are my favorite folks. I love being with y'all. We have a blast every time we're together. Uh, I was sitting here at the end of the show right after the, the vote uh, ended on the impeachment article saying, how could they not have the math right? And I'm just going to ask you that question because I haven't gotten a good answer all day. How could they not have the math right? Math is hard, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Look, answer. I, you know, I, always joke, I always joke with people that I'm a lawyer, a pastor, a chaplain, and, 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 and maybe I didn't do math. But, but the one thing you've got to be able to do with math is understand politics because politics is math, period, end of statement. Yep. And, and if you have three votes on a five-member commission, you get what you want. If you don't, you lose. And this is the problem last night. There seems to be a little bit of frustration and hubris coming from the, uh, the speaker's office and also leadership offices here. They went ahead with a vote last night that they knew was razor thin. And to not assume the Democrats would hold somebody back or come back with that vote is, is frankly, they got what they they – uh, unfortunately deserved in that one. Uh, but the one that bothered me the most was going ahead right after that yep. and putting the Israeli vote up, knowing you are not you don't have an agreement with Hakeem Jeffries, you don't have any kind of agreement because Hakeem is going to protect the Senate in this, and yeah. having two back-to-backs 
it just is, again, it's just very frustrating. Look, we can all have differences if this is what they should be focusing on. Look, my orcas is bad, should have been gone a long time ago, but we've got another three weeks array in which we're not doing separate spending bills. We're looking yeah. at putting a whole package through. We don't have FISA. It's been pushed off till April and nobody's talking about it. We have FAA reauthorization. We got literally planes with doors blowing off and we're not talking about it. I'm really getting concerned that there's a, not a unifying message coming out of the Republican caucus. And we've got a big election this year. Yeah, that's very Sure important. do. Sir, I wanted to ask you about the, I think that there are advantages and disadvantages to going from Speaker Kevin McCarthy to Speaker Mike Johnson. They, they both have their strengths. They both have their weaknesses. Um, but with respect to, like you said, the math being apparently hard for Republicans, to be fair, it was also hard for Democrats because they ended up having more people on the chamber floor than anticipated. So uh, I guess that that's a plus for them when they did the math wrong. Um, but do you think that this would have happened under Speaker McCarthy? Uh, I would say it'd been a lot more tentative for McCarthy to bring it to the floor. McCarthy's a longtime player in leadership circles. He's been at that table. I mean, he was the whip for many, many, many years. I mean, he, it would have been closer. I'm not going to say he would have done different, but I think it would have been a lot more uh, program now. Now I will have to say something though, man. It really, this is where it really is becoming a focus for this math issue and how we actually get it to the floor. Remember, and I've said this many times before, Nancy Pelosi had the exact same margin in the previous Congress yep. and passed things like infrastructure bill, Biden, the whole Bidenomics package, the the uh, COVID relief package, all of these things. And again, this goes to a fact that Democrats understand that they can do nothing. Even if they don't get everything they want, they cannot do anything unless they win the votes. Republicans, we're still out there fighting with each other over perfect sometimes. And we mm -hmm. can't understand that we're not going to move conservative values forward unless we can actually agree to get the votes together. So I'm a little bit frustrated with members who won't vote for anything because it's not good enough. Well, at the end of the day, which are we dealing with? We're dealing with Obamacare, Dodd-Frank and everything else. Why? Because all Democrats agree with it? No, because they knew that if they passed it, it would get put into law. We as Republicans have got to realize what matters is not YouTube videos, it's policy that gets passed. Yeah, that is such important advice. And it seems like it has been lost for the last several weeks, maybe last several months oh, yeah. in, on the House side. It, it really is noticeable to all, those of us who've been here a long time. Sir, I want to ask, all right, there's a lot of pieces and shards on the floor right now. Uh, and someone's got to pick them up and start to create some path to not only getting the people's business done the rest of the year, because if you take the commitment of America versus the record of achievement, they're missing the main things they promise the American people. How do they pick up the charts? How do they go about and actually create a meaningful uh, agenda that they can run on, but also just to make the country better? We're suffering from so many things. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be tough. Look, I like Mike Johnson. Mike was a friend of mine. He was on my committee when I was ranking member of the Judiciary Committee. He's right. a smart guy. He's just been put in a position, frankly, of an ungovernable majority. And, and that's not to make up for excuses for things that they're pushing and some of the decisions have been made. But this is the thing that they've got to realize. If Republicans you know, want to make an impact and, and influence decisions on spending and other things, they're going to have to come together. Uh, and also, Speaker Johnson is going to have to make some decisions. And there's been some incidences recently where he won't make a decision. The very essence of leadership is making a decision, yep. following through on that decision, changing if need be, but making a decision. And right now, I've talked to many members in the uh, that have said basically, because somebody asked, well, what about um, you know another move to vacate the chair? And I heard one member actually say, why would you do that? Nobody wants the job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, it, it's obviously very important to have principles when you are in public office, but these purity tests, 
are absolutely ridiculous. I think that's why in those special elections in Virginia, we lost those seats. Um, so letting perfect get in the way of good seems like the theme of this Congress these days. I wanted to ask you about what happened yesterday in Nevada. I love your political mind and, and the way that you analyze these situations. Sure. Nikki Haley lost to none of these candidates. Um, I know that she is likely going to stick it out through South Carolina, but do you think that this is another chink in the armor that might cause her to bow out after her home state? Well, at one, you'd have to assume she has armor um, and, and to have a chink in the armor. There's just none there. This has been over for a while. I was giving some deference for a little while, just saying, okay, whatever. I, you know, I think Trump is the nominee. I've said that since Iowa, even before Iowa, Trump was going to win this thing. But now it's become apparent that the Democratic donor base, the others that are funding her campaign, the Never Trump folks, are now she is content to simply attacking Donald Trump. She is simply content on tearing down Donald Trump. And this is what's going to happen. Her lines that she's using right now in a failed campaign are going to come back to, to bite congressional and Senate uh, races in the fall and also come back from the Biden campaign in the fall as well. At this point in time, look, for everybody who likes Nikki Haley, she has her qualities that you may want to vote for, but she's not going to win. And, you know, this is just when you get beat by nobody, that should tell you something that, that these people are not going to vote for you. And now so it's now turned for me that I believe that she likes what she's doing. Undoubtedly, she enjoys attacking Donald Trump and attacking the Republican Party that his majority that has overwhelmingly voted for him. Yeah. And I think that's going to become a concern for many people. And it's one that I'm very frustrated in. If she wants to get embarrassed in South Carolina, it's just going to happen. And Super Tuesday, the numbers are actually worse. Yeah, she's uh, she's trending towards Liz Cheney relevancy. We'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, so I want to talk about you've always been a keen mind when it comes to the judiciary and all the things that we before the Judiciary Committee. Um, yeah, the ruling from the uh, D.C. Circuit on immunity seems to have far reaching consequences for president's future. And I, uh, you and I were talking off air about the idea of how if it were to be applied past well, Barack Obama and George W. Bush might be pretty uncomfortable. No. Uh, they could be. This is, I would encourage every American to start getting interested in the judicial system and read these opinions. You may not understand everything, but there's plenty of stuff out there. But I found two things, John and Amanda. We talked about this earlier. Two, there's an assumption. There's a dewy-eyed optimism by this these three-judge panel in writing this as if every institution in America works as if it was supposed to work. And when I, what I mean by that is, is they're saying, well, this chilling effect that's spoken of by Donald Trump is not really happening because no one, no other president has ever faced criminal actions after leaving. Well, they've never had the Department of Justice run by uh, President Biden and Merrick Garland. They've never had this issue. And so for me, it's a little bit frustrating for them to not take into account the fact of this is a fresh encounter, and then to look at what their judge and their ruling uh, may take into it. And I'm afraid the, the Supreme Court may fall into this same trap. There are things that need to be held accountable. I just believe right now they're making false assumptions about what Donald Trump did as, as part of his, his uh, you know pri executive privilege or overseeing elections, and that needs to be discussed. But by this ruling, they're basically opening the door up for the Obama drone strikes, which killed Americans, the George Bush policy of detainees and the torture memos that all came up. We may agree that those were fine, but somebody in a Department of Justice could say you violated the color of the law here and we're going to prosecute you now that you're out of the office.
All right, folks, that wraps up the Saturday edition of John Solomon Reports. A big thank you to our guest, Kimberly Herman, for her great work at the Southeastern Legal Foundation fighting for information that you and I and the American public can benefit from. For Ron Johnson, who gave us a pretty candid assessment of the pseudonym email scandal, the Biden impeachment scandal, the border, the spending crises. Always get a great view of the world through Ron Johnson's interviews. And then, of course, Doug Collins, one of the most colorful podcasters in the world today. I really like him, but of course, a very influential member of Congress in the past and a guy who calls balls and strikes. A big thank you. Also, a big thank you to my friends at Home Title Lock. They're doing something special. They're going to give you a free analysis and scan of your home title and 30 days of legendary protection from their Home Title Lock protection program. All you got to do to unlock those savings and that special offer, go to Home Title lock.com home title lock.com and put in the promo code just news at checkout free 30 days in an assessment that's pretty good all right that wraps up saturday's edition of john solomon reports god bless you thanks for listening we'll be back tomorrow with a sunday brunch edition man we got a good lineup you want to wake up tomorrow morning and check that out we're gonna make some news break some news and have some thought leadership on a sunday morning over brunch all right talk to you tomorrow god bless you until then You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. taxnetworkusa.com slash victor.